Hey everyone, I'm back. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe. Let me know that you missed me with a comment. Um, and turn on the notifications if you're watching on YouTube because you never know when another episode is going to drop. So, thanks a lot. Welcome to Japan according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, 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 welcome back. I'm here for episode 175 of the podcast. Um, thank you guys for sticking around with me, um, waiting waiting for me. I haven't forgotten about you. I explain in this episode, I explain what I've been up to, what's been going on. I give um, some quite, I think, insightful uh, economic news that's been flying under the world radar recently, That just to give you a heads up on that. Uh, then I give my review of... Love is Blind Japan. Ooh, I, smile. I smile every time I think about that show. Um, and finally, I talk about a few uh, movies about Japan that, that are coming out this year. Uh, one that I think is mm, highly inaccurate. And one that I think is very accurate that I'm looking forward to watching at some point in time. But... You know, there's a bunch of shit to get through. There's a bunch of supplemental material as well in the comments description section of this for you to look at just to tide you over. Um, so, you know, enjoy. Hey, everyone. Hey, hello. I'm back. I'm not gone. I'm drinking an Asahi Super Dry. It was a present from uh, some in-laws. Asahi's not really my favorite beer, but, you know, oh. I'm probably <laughs> I'm probably totally gonna leave that in. I had to like start and restop because I had to get a koozie mm. for my bear so that I could talk to you guys in comfort. Welcome back. I got another little uh, U-shaped pillow um, thing. We upgraded the facilities here uh, so that you know to accommodate uh, baby life and stuff like that for the kids. So. Uh, yeah, I got a more comfortable little pillow sit, set up arm. You can see my arms are resting quite comfortably on YouTube. Uh, we're here for episode 175. It's been a while uh, since I talked to you guys. It's been over a month. It feels like it's been an eternity. I just gave that quick update, you know, um, about a month or so ago to let you guys know that my daughter was has been born. She's... Wow, uh, yeah, she's two months. It's, it's been two months already, jeez. Uh -huh. mm. It feels like it's been a lot longer than that. I mean, and not in a bad way, in a good way. It just means like, you know, having another, if you have kids, if you have um, more than one kid, you know, like adding a new member to the family. It's the first time adding a new member to the family. Like when your first kid is born, it's like, oh, wow, we got a kid, wow. You know, and then you get used to that. And the second one is like, an addition so the family dynamic changes quite a bit it's like you know like you know kind of transformer type situation and um everything the dynamics everything changes so 
it's our first time going through that. Like, you know, my son going through that, uh, everyone in the house going through that. And so, uh, it took a quite a bit of adjustment, but we're starting to settle into it. So even though it's only been two months, you know, we've gone through so many transitions together as a family, it feels like it's been a lot, but now everyone's, you know, sleeping, uh, even the dog. So, um, you know, this is the first time in a while I feel like I'm really comfortable to, um, you know, sit down and record. I've, I've been able to do, I've had the time to do it, but I just haven't had the, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't had the motivation to do it. Um, also in the past few months, like, um, just in work and business and things like that, like I've had, I had a few ideas that I'd been flushing out, working on, that changed like quite a bit in the past couple months. Just, just to give you guys an update. Um, don't worry, I got some shit to talk about. Um, that I alluded to in the last update. Uh, I didn't prepare anything for it. I'm not doing the editing I wanted to do, but I'm, just, I'm just gonna go off memory a bit in a bit, a bit later. But just give you a quick update first. Um, fuck now, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> I've been getting forgetful lately too. Um. What was I talking about? I was talking about the, oh yeah, work. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So um, my other work, you know, my business that I'm trying to develop, you know, I had gone through two really, really significant breakthroughs and idea changes, and which I, of course I won't talk about on this platform. It's just not the place. It's it's boring. It's in the idea phase anyway. But one thing I started. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'll tell you guys. Like I like about a month ago. I was planning to um start actually did start uh, um a separate youtube channel for japanese people to help you know for my business and i was thinking like that would be where i would put the majority of my effort moving forward and so i was like like about a month ago i was like thinking it thinking it through and I was like I might have to stop the podcast actually I might have to delete all this shit if it, things go the way one I wanted to mm. I was really going back and forth in my head you know because I was like you know it will this other content for Japanese people you know I will probably have to be recording and doing that all the time and I like doing that um but right now isn't the time for that I'm not even sure if I want to do that now and, and then I had another breakthrough, which went like er, er, and took me in a completely other direction, um, and so that whole content creation idea got put on stop for me because you know what I'm really want to do with 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 um, the big project that I'm working on is completely different, and um, YouTube content creation marketing type thing isn't really in the cards for that right now. So, so it was like okay, I'm just not gonna you know I put out. I, I did made like one test video um just to, just to flush out the idea and I just stopped there and so um the podcast is still going I mean you know I'm not going anywhere for now but as always, as I said before mm, you know at least 6 months it will be kind of probably like a once a month kind of thing I just stop in and check on you guys uh just because like life stuff plus um even tonight like I was sitting here like, fuck, I got to take out all this shit. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Like, I kind of just want to work on my other project and <laughs> and go to bed because I just need my laptop and that's it. Um, but but um, I decided, you know, 
I was like looking at the camera like it's been over a month. Like I, I really want wanted to talk, I wanted to talk to you guys. Like I do, I do because there's a bunch of shit, you know, um, going on related to Japan. There's a bunch of shit going on in the world, but especially in Japan. Oh my, oh my, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. There's a lot of shit. I got. Okay, I realize another issue. I gotta talk to you guys about. Okay, let me just you know, but but that's what's going on. I'm happy. I'm great. I hung out with. Um, today's my day off. I did a bunch of family shit today. Yesterday was I. Uh, I hung out with. Um, Jeff and his kid yesterday, hmm. and me and my son, we had a great time in central Tokyo just hanging out, me and him drinking, our kids acting crazy, he was just like, you know, <laughs> Jeff, had, I'll tell you, um, Jeff has a son, so um, yeah, his son is younger than my son, and so they were just running all over the place, like you know. The, no, his son was yeah. They were running all over the place, and, and um, and you know we were just like laughing. We were just having like dad moments, dad times. It was good, really, really good. Um, and I'm happy we could do that. That was our first time with our kids hanging out with each other. Um, like they'd met before, but now that his kids are a bit older, like a toddler, and he he's like mobile, and he can talk and stuff. Like they can actually get a feel for each other, you know, versus like just him um barely talking not knowing what's going on just sitting there eating like vegetables looking at us you know uh so so yeah that that was great and i'm I'm looking forward to doing that some more in in the near future mm. a lot of stuff okay I, i'm gonna get to the serious topic first um a lot of crazy stuff has been going on in, in, of course, you can see now financial, I'm going business, going economics again in the financial markets in the world. If you don't know, um, the Japanese yen has been depreciating quite rapidly over the past uh, weeks. And and I've, you know, I've been, of course, I'm tracking this thing, and which is which is what I do as part of my, my hobby, my interest, my preparedness, whatever. Um, and yeah, I think in people, some people I've talked to, you know, I, I'm luckily I have some students in different financial industry positions and yeah, they, they, they see, and I see as well, like this situation continuing for the foreseeable future. My, per, I'm getting, I'm my conspiracy theorist. I'm not a fucking econ, economist. I'm a English teacher. I don't know shit. Okay. But my thing, I, I personally, I think um, the next quote unquote financial crisis will be sparked by the Japanese economy. It's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm expecting will happen. Like, you know, the a sovereign debt crisis um, will will come from Japan. It's kind of what I'm, I'm foreseeing. Again, I've been wrong before. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Sorry. Hey, it's my day off. <laughs> you know. I have been wrong before. I probably will be wrong again. But this situation, what like basically in the financial experts I've talked to, you know, um, basically financial professionals, not experts. Let me see professionals. I've talked to too, and just ran some ideas. What about this? And what about that? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. There's nothing unless there's some miracle situation. The way things, the cars are set up right now for the Japanese economy and the exchange rate. Um, I, I can walk you through it very briefly if you if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. So basically, an easy way there's a lot of dynamics at play here, but the easy way of thinking about it is that because of the um 
American Federal Reserve and basically central banks all over the world raising interest rates as a result of, you know, inflation that has been, you know, ravaging through pretty much every corner of the earth <laughs> since the situation that happened several years ago, um, which can be blamed on the certain conflict that's happening now. But if you know, you know that, the you know, the that might have expedited the situation, but the real cause is the trillions of dollars that has been created over the past two years you've kind of heard me talk about it um in the past you know and yeah like when that situation happened i think i've said it here before like you know i was like yo inflation's coming in a couple of years and people with a similar way of thinking like yo inflation's coming in a couple of years you gotta get ready and um the experts were like it'll be fine. And then remember, there will be no inflation. Inflation will be transitory. Then, oh, wow, nobody expected inflation. But yeah, people in the Austrian School of Economics kind of did, right? But, 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 but I digress. So and with that, central banks all over the world are trying to catch up and raise interest rates, right? Now, by raising interest rates, you're basically hitting the brakes on the economy. You know, low interest rates, zero interest rate policy, you're hitting the gas, Higher interest rates, you're, you're listen to me. It's trying to sound like a fucking expert. I mean, I mean hey, 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 do your own research. I'm that guy. Do your own research. But, you know. Mm. But easy way of thinking about it. High interest rates, you're hitting the brake. Low interest rates, you're hitting the gas, right? Um. So, in, so you know, because of public sentiment of the rising inflation, the need to kind of keep pumping money into the economy, public sentiment is like, yo, what are you guys doing? So, you know, central banks, they decide to hit the brakes, especially the American Central Bank, and raise interest rates, right? Now, what that does, though, and what and how it relates to Japan is, is of course, it starts to crash the economy, which is naturally, right? You're hitting the brakes, you're slowing it down, the easy money, the party's kind of ending, you're taking away the punch bowl from people. But also, what that does in the bond market is, um, because Japan has, like, basically effective zero interest rates, like, you know, you get zero interest on your money here in Japan, what has happened is um, the American interest rate is rising, so it may, you know, you get, like, three, four, like, two, three percent, now about three percent interest rate on your money, What? but in Japan, you get zero, basically, like, it's like point. Now it's like 0.25. I'll get to that in a second. It used to be 0.20, which is an important thing to know. Um, but uh, it was like zero, even negative. You know, basically you're paying money to to buy bonds in Japan um, for the longest time. And so what has happened is basically, essentially, you know, it's more attractive for money instead of to be parked in Japan to just sell Japanese yen, buy dollars, and invest that into um, U.S. bond market, the U.S. bond market, and to get some type of interest there. You know, this is for financial professionals. Trust me, I'm not doing this shit. Hmm. But what that does, that puts a lot of selling pressure on the yen. That also puts a lot of selling pressure on the um, Japanese bond market, for a lot of reasons that are a lot more complicated than I can really explain, and I'm not even going to try. The bond market is way deep, deeper waters than, than I'm even willing to even venture into, but I'm just monitoring what's happening. So um, pretty much the Bank of Japan had like um, a range, like 0.2% interest rate, 0.2% 
interest rate, not 2%, 0.2% is what you're getting on your money and negative 0.2%. And that was the range that they were saying that they wanted to keep the interest rate in, right? Now, um, something interesting happened several weeks ago, which, which concerned me. And, and, and one um, student I talked to, he's like a really, really, really smart uh, person who's in the financial industry, like a financial professional, you know. Um, and I was like, yo, hey, can you take a look at this one day? And, you know, because I saw it, it, it bumped up against that 2.0 limit. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll be fine. And I was just like, well, what happens if this and what happens if this? And he kind of told me some scenarios. And then um, fast forward, the Bank of Japan, because it kept hitting the limit of that 0.20 percentage point because of the rise in interest rates, the Bank of Japan capitulated and they changed it. They're like, yeah, we're, OK, we're not going 0.25. We're going uh, we're not going 0.20. We're going 0.25 percent. And we're making that the, the the hard line cap of interest rates, and anything above that interest rate, we'll buy. We'll basically produce unlimited money out of nowhere, um, and that has been bumping up against that like for the past few months, which is not a good thing at all. Basically, it's like you're maxing out your credit card, you know, and uh, you're you know you're basically saying like we'll sell whatever we need to sell because we keep maxing our credit card and you're maxing out your credit card every day, basically. This is what's happening in Japan. And the debt in Japan is so huge that like any nominal increase in interest rates will bankrupt the country, basically. So so now um, you're going back to central banking. Like as I told you previously, I've called, I've, I've came, called it like, it's like musical chairs, right? And Japan has been left without a chair because all of the other central bank, major central banks all over the world have decided they're raising interest rates and they rush to grab a chair. But the Bank of Japan is, is, has been the first one to enter the zero interest rate game. And they're the first one left without a chair because they can't raise effectively, in my opinion, and some people I've talked to as well, you know, the Bank of Japan can't raise interest rates. If they do, they'll basically bankrupt the country because so much money has been printed to keep the zero interest rate game going on for about 30 years now that we're getting to the final stages of it, in my opinion. So I just, I mean, I see and people like me, I'm, you know, I'm preparing my family as well. The yen now is that it like at the start of the year is like 110 around 100 something basically yen to the dollar. Now we're at like 131, which means like we've lost like, I don't know, basic math. I'll just say like 20 something percent of the value of the currency has been lost in the past in the, in the couple of excuse me, in a couple of months, um, I feel it, you know, when I'm not gonna lie, I feel it when I'm buying stuff from abroad, when I'm importing stuff, I feel it now. Um, companies after a year stuff are starting to raise, um, their prices all around me. I see it. Um, you know, and this is something that has been kind of unthinkable in, in the Japanese psyche for like about 30 years, pretty much like Japanese in Japanese people's mind, like high prices, inflation is kind of like they're people who's never experienced it at all. You know, so. Mm. This is a pretty watershed moment and I'm, I'm telling my I'm telling my family, I'm telling people like get ready for it you know i'm like it's coming basically you know and so 
you know, we're taking like, um, of course, we're still enjoying our life and doing things like that. But also just I'm constantly like in my family's ear, like, yo, you know, inflation's here. This price is raised. This is going on. This is plus as far as like the, the fact is outside of Japan as well. I just don't see there any way like in the Japanese government. Psh, yeah, okay. I don't really see any way that they're, that they're going to be able to stop this thing. And, and policy wise, with barring something completely off the radar screen coming in, I don't really see anything stopping this train. So um, pretty much like for the next year or however long, I'm just expecting the currency to keep devaluing like i don't know what number it is i just pulled a random number in my head don't quote me on this but but right now um gasoline is at one like 60 or something like that uh, per gallon 160 yen per liter i'm sorry not gallon liter um and which has been held artificially low by the government basically subsidizing the gas price to keep it low i don't think that's gonna last too long so for me i got 200 200 as like a, a number it, it, i just pulled it out of the air but it just feels like right like 200 yen to to one dollar to 200 yen and 200 yen per one liter of gas as like a psychological image i've got of, of you know worst case scenario that i can see so that you know i can kind of okay how would we maneuver in that type of environment and i'm kind of simulating that now over the next year so i mean i don't know if it'll happen i don't know if it'll get there you know but just in case um, I'm, I'm i'm kind of mentally hyping myself up and preparing for that and preparing my family for that you know stocking up on essential stuff um just so that we can you know, absorb that that price shock as much as possible but again like there's some essential things that i import you know just looking for hunting for deals um when i can when i can find them like changing my food choices you know like downgrading my lunch getting like not getting like the nice lunch box or sandwich i get going to the supermarket getting the supermarket lunch box to save myself a few bucks you know or a few hundred yen um whenever i can like you know those kind of things is kind of what i've started doing just um just to get in the habit of it you know as much as possible because i know like it's going to continue to accelerate so and i i honestly i expect like you know when um, this this is, seems like every financial professional i hear and listen to and follow is like and my gut is also telling me this is going to be here for a while we're getting the wave is coming so um yeah, I, I just have a feeling like the domestic situation, the way it's looking and the size of Japan's economy, Japan will be the catalyst of the next crisis that happens. Um, so I, I forgot, I keep forgetting to tell my family, if you hear some shit about Japan on the news, relax, we're fine. Um, but, but yeah, just not to worry anybody or not to sound all doom and gloom, but just keep one eye open for that for the exchange rate popping on that every few weeks and you'll kind of see what i'm talking about yeah because she, she's kind of crazy okay so that's my financial shit um let's move on to some bullshit <laughs> hmm. so like i told you guys last time again i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give my review of uh love is blind love is blind it can take over your mind something 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 eve that was like eve eve -E, 1999 maybe 2000 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, I'm getting old. Man. It was 22 years ago, man. You know, I was in college. So, hey. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Um, like I was talking, like I was saying, okay, love is blind, right? And, um, love is blind. Like I, 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 I'm a, I'm hooked on the show. Um, the, I watched, started with the American version. My wife and I watched it, uh, about a year, a year ago, a year and a half. I can't remember, uh, you know, during the whole situation. That was our go, one of our go-to shows. And when I heard that they had love is blind Japan, I was all over that thing. Right. And for all of you guys, you know, the vast majority of people watch the show or watching the show or listening to this podcast are guys. So, and you, you know, you're interested in Japan. I'm imagining you're interested in Japanese women. If you are currently or, or in the future plan on coming to Japan and dating Japanese women, I highly recommend that you watch Love is Blind Japan. Even if you don't like, um, even if you don't like those type of shows, <laughs> like power through it, you know, and if you do like those type of shows and you haven't watched it, watch Love is Blind and Love is Blind Japan together. I would I would I would recommend like maybe season two might be interesting for both. If you have and watch one for one and just to compare, you know, because I watch both of them kind of simultaneously. If you compare the two shows and compare mating, not mating, but dating in Japan or in, and looking for a partner for marriage in Japan versus the West is quite different. Now, now keep in mind, this is not a, like a perfect example because for several reasons, okay, which I'll, you know, allude to, I had some detailed notes like about the show. Cause I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to go in on this. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pull out all the stops on this. I'll, I'll just tell, give you my, um, two cents on it and I'll just let you have at it if, if you know you're interested in watching this show but there are a few very glaring um, things that you need to understand about this uh, about, about this show and why it is very I think important that you watch it just so that you, you're up on a few things now the first thing you know you will notice is that and I talk like okay Love is, in love is blunt. There's just a lot of shit to say. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So the first thing I want you guys to think about is that in love is blind Japan. Okay. First, everyone's 30, about 30, 30, 30, 30 ish. Right. So 30 is like a huge, 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 uh, timeline you know, for women and, but in general, but especially in Japan, like in the West, we've kind of gotten into the space where it's like, yeah, 30 something, I'll get married and 35 ish, maybe think about having kids and I've got time, you know, for, I think, for my opinion, for a lot of different factors that people aren't really aware of, but you know, basically the time for get settling down has been pushed backwards quite a bit. Japan isn't really like that. Women very are very much aware of turning 30 and at 30, you should be married and you should, and their biological clock really kicks in at 30, right? So if you're in a relationship with a woman who's in, who's like, I'd say 27, 27, she's thinking, she's starting to think about marriage. Like fun time is over at 27, right? <laughs> For Japanese women. It's like, I'm not trying to waste my time with a guy I can't see marrying. And, and, and at 27, like, I mean, it can happen around 26, 25, 24, a girl's still trying to have fun. She wants to date, you know. 23 22 she's just trying to have fun explore you know smash maybe she's just just you know whatever 
But over 25 is when it start, when women really start getting marriage minded in Japan, right? Where they start feeling it. And after 27, like she's looking for a husband. And after 30, it's like husband or bust. And 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 you know that's kind of what you you can get a feel for watching this show. Like all the women are 30 plus. Now they are mainly reality show women. Like okay, no no. Before I say, in my opinion, just my opinion watching and i had a detailed notes about every girl on the show every woman on the show i should say i'm I'm not going to pull those out just because for time motivation i'm just not going to do it broad strokes my first glance at a glance none of the women on the show are marriage material in my opinion none of them for a lot of different reasons like nah it like nah <laughs> If 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 one of my friends was dating any one of them, any one of them, and was like, I'm think considering marrying them, I would be like, you sure about that, dude? Like, yeah, nah, just for nah. Mm. I mean, first off, to make it like the setup, everything is meant to appeal to international audiences. So the aesthetic aesthetic of the show, the the the, the pod area that they had, my wife was like, Ugh, "What the fuck are they doing?" I'm like, "Well, you know, they're appealing to the the cool Japan image of Japan. What foreign people think Japan is really like versus what it's really like. Because what it's really like is a lot more boring and a lot more bland than what foreign people visualize it. You know, it's more like, you know, like I've said, it's, it's, it's Kyoto and Harajuku mixed together, right? It's, it's, you know, cherry blossom season and, you know, electric boogaloo, (laughs) electric boogaloo, (laughs) you know, in idol culture, like mismatched together is kind of what people think it is, you know what I'm saying? And it is in everyday Japan is just not like that at all. And everyday Japanese people are not like that at all. You know, there is a very, life here is actually very mundane, you know, um, very dry toast. Depending on where you are, but generally speaking, that's just the truth, right? There's a, um, and you don't really realize that until you actually get here and live here, how you know there's a certain groove or pace to life that doesn't isn't really flashy like you would see in movies or TV shows that are trying to recreate what foreign the foreign people want to see from Japan. Like, there is a difference between what foreign people want to see from Japan and what they what you actually do see from living in Japan, and you know. Um, the producers of Love is Blind Japan, Love is Blind Japan, very much, you know, from their set design and, and the people that they chose, played into that very much. They didn't, you know, because if they would have chosen average, everyday, like regular Japanese people, it would have been a boring ass show. So they got like a yoga instructor, and they got like a fucking former. Oh, trust me, I was checking all these people's Instagrams. Like my wife was laughing at me because. <laughs> <laughs> like while we're watching the show, I'm like, let me, you know, this is my person. I'm like, let me see what this person's all about. <laughs> I'm just like scrolling through all this shit. Like, you know, uh-huh. Now I understand, you know, former beauty pageant model and, 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 and hairstylist and, and, and all these fucking people, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I got it. I got it. You know, mm. I'm especially talking about the women that they chose. They chose a, like a lot of, unique i'll just use unique for lack of a better word women not like run-of-the-mill on the surface and that's what's interesting about japan on the surface they might seem like you're run-of-the-mill um japanese women but trust me when i was looking at their profiles like uh uh-huh 
all of the ones they chose are not your average chicks here mentally right and but one thing that you will notice is that you know the courtship process on the serving the house discussed is quite different hold on Okay, sorry, sorry about that. I thought I heard something. I thought it was either earthquake or someone. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it's quite different from the run of the mill um courtship process that you would experience outside, uh, you know, in in the Western cultures, and um, and you notice like it's very practical, you know. Um, they're talking about you know, okay, how will we survive, how will we live. You know, what are these things? I have to go meet my parents. You've, you've heard me talk about these things quite a bit, but you'll actually see it, you know, that it's, it's not like we're, you know, if you look at like the Western version, it's like, do we love each other? Are we fucking? Yeah, by the way, nobody's fucking on this show. Like nobody's having sex at all. But in the West, you know, I was like, that was my first thing. I was like, are they going to fuck? Is anybody going to fuck on this show? Like, <laughs> is it going to be any Japanese fucking going on? But nah, you don't see none of that shit, right? Mm. But in the West, people can't wait to, to get their clothes off. Like, you know, how big is it? Or, you know, is it okay? Like, you know, like, that's like the first night. Like, people, the basis of things, right? Um, yeah, so that's what you need to understand, too. Like, if you're dating a woman, especially if, you, if you're dating and you're dating women around 30, the first and foremost thing in their mind is not like, you know, can you please them in the bedroom? Do they make their heart swoon? They're thinking... Can this person provide for me and my future children a, a stable home, a stable income through thick and thin? That's the number one priority out of anything. Then it's, you know, okay, love, you know, compatibility, chemistry and things like that is a bonus. Even if it's like, like there was some, some people on there, I saw what they did for a living. I was like, okay, this person is going to be fine. They're going to definitely be able to get a partner. No problem. Just based on what they, what they do, you know, for a living. Like the doctor guy is definitely got chicks who are going to want him, you know, of course, you know, um, it's just natural, like, and you can see as soon as they talk about what they do for a living, like, it lights go off. Well, being okay, that's this person, you know. Um, there's a few surprises that go on there, but but that's the main thing. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, the biggest takeaway. Like, it's, it's a show I highly recommend someone who's about to come to Japan watch just to understand, like, the dating culture here. And it's very different than you would think. And, you know, your game or whatever. And also to just see how Japanese women talk, the cadence, the way that they communicate and talk and think, the timing of a conversation, the difference between what Japanese women say and what they're actually thinking, for example. You know, there's a there's a huge difference in a lot of things. Of course, it's made for TV. Of course, these are not, again, everyday women, but that is something you can pick, can, can pick up quite a bit. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to leave it there just because there's one more thing I want to talk about very quickly before I get out of here. But definitely check it out. Um, I had a blast watching it. My wife was like, I'm so evil because I was laughing my ass off with a bunch of this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know how I am with shit like that. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, which I alluded to in my, my, my previous update, is Bullet Train. Um, 
the series Bullet Train, or not the series, the movie Bullet Train, and uh, was there something else? I watched? I had something else I watched, but whatever. I'm just not even gonna talk about that. Um, yeah. So there was a trailer for this movie coming out. I don't even know when this shit's coming out. A called Bullet Train. I saw like uh, about a month ago. Um, and it stuck out at me. It, it seems I wonder if it's based on a comic or or what, but it's a Brad Pitt movie. Um. Okay, I can just summarize it very quickly. That shit in that movie is not Japan at all, at all. Like you know, it's of again similar. It's the cartoon stylized Western image of what people think Japan is. Like it was just so. I want. I was. I wanted to break down the trailer. That's one thing I wanted to do because there's just so many things. Like in that one something minute trailer, I was like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Why is that there? That doesn't make any sense." Like it's, it's like you know, I could just pick it apart. Um, you know, because it, it just looks weird. You know, um neon everywhere lanterns i remember there were lanterns like aligning the the bullet train tracks which makes no fucking sense at all like you know people just it's just throwing shit in there like okay lanterns that's cool in japan but just throw that shit in there too like hmm. the stylized aesthetic of the bullet train itself looks nothing like a fucking Japanese um, bullet train. Um, the staff, the food, it, it just looked weird, you know. Um, and it, it reminds me again of, of, I mean, when I was, before I came to Japan, I thought that's what J Tokyo was all about, but but it isn't, it isn't. And so um, I encourage you, if I, if I I'll try to remember, uh, I'll try to remember, but if if I don't, if I forget, whatever, you know, to look at, if you look at the trailer for Bullet Train versus actually like a real Bullet Train interior, you'll see, you know, quite a, a, a huge difference. And I'm especially saying this, you know, of course, all more mature listeners might know that, might realize that, but maybe someone who hasn't been to Japan and who might be in their teens or 20s list, hopefully you're not teenagers, you're listening to bullshit. <laughs> Someone in their early twenties, you know, um, who who you you know you might not know or you might subconsciously you know have preconceived notions about Japan and might and, and that version of Japan might be the dominant image you have, but you just got to throw all that shit out the window when you before you come here because it's not like that. It's not stylized like that. It's not bright like that. Japan is just like like all that shit just looks weird. And so, um, I mean, it, the movie itself, I'm not saying the movie is bad, you know, uh, I probably will sometime or another watch it, you know, just because it seems like they're going like a comic comedy kind of way. Um, but just the aesthetic of the movie is not accurate at all. And which is Hollywood. It's the Hollywood Japan, you know, that's what it is. Right. Just like, you know, Hollywood does like hood movies you know or or you know black characters and stuff like that there's a certain you know trope that they have to have and then there's a certain aesthetic that they have to have as well you know there's got to be something kabuki it's got to be something you know traditional it's got to be cherry blossoms somewhere you know, you know every, every there's always cherry blossoms you know <laughs> shit like that like there's a, there's a there's a school girls in uniforms you know and some japanese girl with funky hair and you know weird high shoes or something like oh well there okay whatever okay so i'm i'm, I'm just ended there but but yeah pretty much like um don't take that movie for 
it's what what you see, you know. And and and, and I'll just say any movie that's not produced. Oh, but there is one movie. Um, it's like Tokyo that I just remembered that it's like Tokyo Vice. I think it is. Oh, let me see if I can quickly find this. That movie is. Um, let me see if it. Let me see if I can find this very quickly before I get out of here. Um, yeah, that movie is quite accurate. Um, what is this? Sorry, give me one second. One second, because I I really want to see this one. Yeah, it's Tokyo Vice. It's called Tokyo Vice. Tokyo Vice is, I mean, is is what you would expect from Japan. Like, that's something that's clearly filmed in real Japan. And everyday life there is like that, you know, from what I saw in the trailer. So, Hmm. if I have uh, time or a chance to watch that. Um, I'll, I'll be sure to give you guys a review of that bullet train. You know, I'm not so sure I might watch it for shits and giggles for a time, but if you want to know more what real Japan is like and you had to choose one, I'd say go for Tokyo Vice. Let me, let me put this trailer, um, in my notes. Cause there's, um, one second. Okay. Because there are, um, yeah definitely also check the notes for this episode because there are quite a few um interesting uh uh, sorry i'm doing two things at the same time (laughs) okay there are there are quite a few um videos uh links that i have for you for you one one car related one about a car i didn't know about i just watched this random mini documentary about it that was really interesting um uh, it took me like 10 minutes to find it for you guys so please watch that bullet that shit um and the trailer for tokyo vice as well and a few other random things just to make up for the fact that i haven't been around for a while and to tide you over until you know for the next whoever knows how long until um you know i I pop up back again with another video for you guys so again um throughout the summertime at least this you know it'll probably be spotty like this just um uh, especially because i got this other thing that i'm really trying to i I, i'm not going to talk about it at all with you guys but um it's unrelated to the podcast but just for my personal thing i have to do um and it'll take me a while when i'm trying to figure it out <laughs> but you know but you know I'm, i'll get there so wish me luck um thank you guys as always for for, for sticking in and rocking with me and i will holler at you next time peace <laughs>